If you're easily offended, jokes are you. If you secretly hate women, jokes are you. It's Tally, Mel, and Lauren talking about whoring, how not to be boring. listening to this podcast make sure you live tweet and send us some goddamn letters right ladies send us some letters i don't understand because you know what y'all be sending these little kikis on twitter no tweet the tweets and then separately send the letters okay because we want to talk about <laughs> your, your business. business tell us your business because i be seeing y'all's business throughout the week because i follow y'all uh, you know it's serious because we don't even do commercial breaks so this is important Send us the i follow all y'all i already know your business because i follow you from my personal page i already know We're, you we are growing upwards and onwards and we need y'all but back to whatever the fuck we was talking about hi where's up hey guys we're back hi guys your favorite podcast is back what's your favorite mm-hmm. oh hope oh, y'all enjoyed your holiday while we're talking about the holiday, my pan, a big ass pan of macaroni and cheese, did not make it past Sunday. So she's a woman. Check you over. out. It did not. No leftover mac. It was really scraps by Sunday, but I really I waited till every fucking macaroni noodle was gone to clock it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday lunch. It it's time for your pick me probate. It's Hello. time for you to call. It really is. Lesbian. It really is. Holler at your girl. Uh, do lesbians have pick me's too? Yeah, but that's a good I mean, question. I, they do, but they actually get selected. So oh, yeah, but how do how do pick me's work when there's no actual like patriarchy involved? Because I know oh, no, lesbians can still can perpetuate misogyny, but like oh so bad. So the pick me's be like the ones. I guess you know what? To a small extent, the people that like to shit on bisexuals are pick me's. Like, well, I never touched any dick in my life. I'm a five star lesbian. These hoes don't know themselves. They're really just like that's that's from you know I had some friends call me fake gay and say I was playing gay last week. Uh but I won't get into that. But that was a very stressful conversation for me. I was also high. Um <laughs> just in terms of like my bisexuality being questioned while I'm on drugs um was a lot. But um you know people be wanting you to prove it. They're like you're not bisexual. They'd be like, eat me right now. And like, well, I'm maybe I don't want to. I'm not. I just ate. Just had a family. I just still a a lady. I'm a lady at the end of the day. I'm not just some tramp bitch anymore. Right. Like, just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean I'm a slut. Like, I am, but those two things are separate. Take me to dinner first, please. Oh, good. Because some of these girls be trying to uh, sneak you out your vagina and drawers without a meal, a hot plate, ma'am. Put your backpack back in the closet. Put so your backpack back in the closet. That's I need funny. food first. I need to be. Fed. I have a lesbian question. When it's two films, do y'all like rotate? Like who? Well, right. it depends because um, all the all of the girls, all the some of them girls be like wearing the strap. Myself, some don't. Others. So I think if I was dating a femme girl that was not um, versed, as I like to say, then I would just do it. But that would be whack, and I would not date a girl that would not, you know, suit up, boot up, and get to drama. I need to conversely, on, ma'am. I need you to pound on the pussy, like Nate Robinson. Bow. 
wow. Conversely, um, I date other women who mutually agree that they don't want to play strap games, and that's just where we live. Um, so mm -hmm. nobody wears the strap when it's me and another lady because I like to find ladies that don't necessarily care for that or that are also bisexual and will get actual uh, bone-in dick when they need it. So um, there's that. You know. Me and Lauren had a very funny exchange on Twitter the other day. And I said, I like the, the wormy kind of penetration. Super gross. That's wormy is like, if, you're, if the dick gets wormy. You said what kind of penetration? Wormy. I like the wormy kind of penis. She's like, Why do you want that? She wants dicks that can get I'm just saying like the, Right, you know, that turn off. Like, I don't want it on all That turn like, off. That constant pressure. Uh, uh, I tally need the quote, constant you want pressure. pizza every day? Hey, yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite jokes. Do you want it every day? No. It's so funny. I miss seeing you guys on stage because I like knew your sets by heart. So like I did. Yeah. Like I it was good <laughs> seeing Lauren for the first time in a long time because I was like, Mel's gonna be a good stage like, mom. E Lauren, e my dad. Bitch. Oh, she's gonna be a good stage mom. She's gonna be. I'm a cool mom. Lauren, my dad still knows your air mattress joke. Like when he asks about like my friends, and he's like. Yeah, and Shorty with the mattress joke. So you telling me that he asked about me? And he's like, yeah. He remembers he my name? He asks about everyone. <laughs> he asks about everyone. That's not like he asked about you, friend. I'm not and one he, to... And he doesn't remember your name. He remembers your joke. But the joke was about sex. So it's very good that we've already got that. So he thinks about you. Like, I, might, I might circle back to tell you that. I would appreciate it, honestly, if this wasn't it's I, I don't like what's happening here and I'd hate to have to like walk off the air like a member of fucking Jagged Edge, <laughs> but I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> that, that nigga left. He said, you know what? Enough is a goddamn enough. enough. Oh, Drew Hill, why you didn't tell us yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie, you bottom up. <clears throat> We I can bring up my dad, and I would hope that sometimes they'll be like, hmm, maybe this isn't an appropriate time to make a sexual joke. I'd like to talk <laughs> about my father sometimes. You can't bring up your dad that's not talking about sex. Like, they can't play back that ass up and bitches don't back that ass up. These two things oh. are very similar oh. coincidences. But no, I, I'd rather not talk about my dad and sex. It's actually really gross. I met his little child's bride um, <laughs> this past week. <laughs> And um, she was just like very much trying to force me into conversation. She's like, yeah, your dad tells me like to bake. I'm just really not good in the kitchen. I bet you ain't. I'm pretty sure I know what you're good at. Little How old young is, she? Is, she, is she 23 or something? No, she's not 23. It's just, it's it's probably I'm overreacting about it. She's 33. Um, but she's, which is too close. she's close. She's close and you have two daughters in this she age group. She was a group. senior. She's, and she's only... Yeah, she's only five years older than you, so. Super fucking was, weird, right? She was a senior when I was a freshman, and that don't sit right with me. And then she's got, like, a really young-ass name. Like, I won't say her real name, but, like, come on. Like, it's just, like, a really, like, young bitch name, and I'm sure it's a young bitch middle name. And she was wearing, like, Harachis, and it's just a is whole her middle deal. name Nicole? It's Nicole, isn't it? Her her first name is like akin to like Dior or like Asia, like that kind of oh, deal. Oh, okay. Like Princess. she was named after something that was on Mer the table. Mercedes. Right. Okay. Right. Lexus. So, <laughs> it's yeah, it's in that family. Is it a car or a purse? No, it's not a car. It's a purse. 
or a city in Europe. I specifically yep. have Melanie got it. <laughs> ding 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 ding. And we back. But yeah, she had her hair in like a little middle school bun with the two like straight pieces hanging down in the front. Like oh, she wow. may as well have had chopsticks in it. Yeah, and like I said, she was wearing like cheetah print like Harachis. It was just like a whole deal. Like it was just so much. And then I just- Were I wasn't... you going to screen on the green in 2011? Like what's going on? Right, we weren't going anywhere. I was literally not expecting to see her. Like I, I just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was just frustrating. It's super gross. Anyway. You know, I feel like if the tables are turned, this is weird and dark, but the tables are turned, my, my mom actually passed and not my dad. Like, my dad would have had, like, another. Not like, not saying that my dad was just, like, a whole nest, no, but, like, the church ladies loved my dad, but he probably would have had, like, a new thing, and we probably would have had to jump her. So I get it. Yeah. Well, I'm hypothetically mad at my dad for having a new one. <laughs> because now we got to run up on this bitch. You going to move on from mom? Right, not my mom. We're still in front of my salad. Look at my salad. <laughs> Madam. In front, you know, my, in front of my stuffed peppers? Are you kidding me? But Most yeah, um, what's, our, <laughs> what's our jokes of the week? Um, my joke of the week is actually super quick. My joke of the week is Summer Walker because every tongue that rises against a baby mother shall fall. I don't know what you guys think is going on, but when you get to get it on the internet talking about, oh, I could never be like his baby mama, oh, stupid bitch. Six months later, you be his baby mother, you all stupid. <clears throat> so I just wanted to shout out to all of the girlfriends out there who are dating somebody with children. I promise you, with, with very few exceptions, baby mama's right. She is a, a help and a friend, not a hater. Don't be divisive. Bring it together. But that's right. And you know what? I wish Summer, Summer Walker the best for her pregnancy. But like, she's already calling the nigga Debbie. He can't even see the baby. So he must have missed the. I mean, if he's a Debbie to a baby that ain't hit the ground yet, then. To be fair, like... I don't even know what he's supposed to be doing at this stage because it's like. Did he miss an appointment? Like, what did we do? That, I think this is, listen, I said something similar about my baby daddy when he missed an appointment, too. He's probably somewhere life. reading what to expect when you're expecting, since this dumb dumb thinks you're supposed to feed peas to babies. He's probably well, he reading has, up. He's not he's reading. Plenty he, of has, he, has, he has 30 kids, so he knows sure. what to expect. That's the thing. When I do not want to, <laughs> I don't want a when, line number for my baby mama number. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want a number on my back. I don't. Yeah, like, and then like, I don't want to be number six. I want to be three. Like, y'all taking pictures for three. I have a joke about this. I want to be number one. <laughs> one? Yeah. Like, I want, depending I, on, like, I want all my kids to have the same daddy just to minimize how many men I have to interact girl, with. Off that. Don't nobody got the same daddy matching. Like, come on. Like, you know, I'm like, just saying, for me, I don't want to talk to a bunch of different men. Like, I'd like them niggas to have the same daddy. Like, I, it's just what I want. And if one daddy's I better like, than the other, I don't you know, pressure between the kids, and like, then he got to come. If one daddy's better than the other, I'm going to just pretend that the good daddy is both their daddies. But yeah, well, like, sometimes he feel bad. Like, you know, them Twitter scenarios, like, if your baby mama other kid wants McDonald's, you're going to get the nigga McDonald's and not your kid. So what you going to do? <laughs> niggas really be crabbing about buying food for women and children. Like, Jesus. Or oh, you gonna suck my dick if I get you a sandwich? That's not my baby. Why he gotta eat? Like, what is wrong with y'all? Right. You gonna come give him a happy meal? You gonna get a little Daquan one? That's not right. Like Daquan's meal it is. is so cheap. It's so cheap. He was like, you're letting a child. But 
not saying letting a child feel left out over like four dollars like what is that like who raised you my my kids i can see you leaving them out because we went to juicy crab and jay was like i want the king crab because i'm a king (laughs) my god because the fact that you was even getting a crab leg is a blessing when I was a kid, if I remember correctly. And Back we had in like the, right. Just we one crab leg. Right, we got but one, still, maybe two. I remember going to Red Lobster the first time and asking for the lobster fest. Then be like, tone it down, little bitch. And they gave to right. me. You can see some chicken fingers, baby girl. And if I got lucky, you can have somebody's one scallop. Okay, so my kids, yeah, I can see a nigga being like, hey, them niggas eat like real plastic. I went to Red Lobster with uh, an unnamed family member and ordered the endless shrimp, and we stayed there for hours, and I have not been back since. That was a lesson. I was like, I want the endless shrimp. They were like, that's expensive, and you're going to stay here until it's endless, and we did. I wish my parents would have supported me like that. That's what I needed. I would have stayed in gymnastics if they had that attitude. But instead, they would say, I mean, I would have, because that's support. We're gonna stay here till it's endless. You gonna follow your. But body. you know what? You would have had. You would have had no titties, Lauren. You gotta think sometimes about like sacrifice your parents made. Well, no, I was a they teen mother. You. I was. I was a teen mother. I was gonna get breasts. So I was lactating sure. in tenth grade. What was you bitches on? Um, <laughs> I've always. I have always been heavy breasted. I don't even remember life before these things, so I don't know I was, what to tell you. Honestly, I do feel like you was like a four-year-old with, with like B-cups, which is crazy because there are people like that. And I was envious at a young age. I was like, wow, bitches got hips already. And here I am. Well, no, I had hips out the diaper. Like, if you look at my baby pictures, like, I was a really hippie child. Like, and it's just really, like, uncomfortable almost because, like, why is this baby shaped like this? Um, And then titties, I woke <laughs> up with baby. Right, I woke up with the big guns. Like, I, didn't, I never went through the, like, training bra phase. Like, the I woke knot. up from... Remember the little nope. knot that would grow at first? I never oh, had only your only your areola and nipple get puffy. Did anybody else have that happen for their titties drop? Mm. It was just I had a swollen areola area and they my titties look like triangles. And there's no bra that can like flatten that. They just sit there looking stupid. They're like, hey, what do you take? Drops had no cup. The bra was just strapped in sheath. It was just yeah. I remember the bra was just strapped. It just no it wasn't a sport bra per se. And the, the, the bras where it's just like your titties just go into a sack and they just fall forward and there's like this funnel of material that catches the titty. That is, that's what I was wearing. So I honestly... And then the they put that, that little, little bitch-ass bow in the middle. The yeah, bow, and the first of all, bow. who's going to see this? You think I'm showing I cannot relate to any of this. Yeah, you was wearing right. Victoria's. I, I woke up with titties and I had to go to a specialty store off of North Druid Hills exit over there by the Chick-fil-A that made bras for irregularly shaped people because my waist was so small because I was a child and I had big ignorant adult titties. And the lady just stared at me for a little bit when I walked in before she started pulling stuff off of the rack. She just looked at me and was like, hmm, a child. You should do an investigative it's not like, it's report. It's not your fault. You should do an investigative you said what, report Lauren? on like, you should do an investigative report on like the, the subculture of like big titty bra communities like who's there's a conspiracy theory here like who's making these bras are they in cahoots with big brother like what's really going on no i have if you look at my personal email you will see letters to almost every company that makes bras with me asking them to make bigger cups for smaller waists and they never get responded to and if they do and it's like we heard your concern go to hell so i just really (laughs) have to find these little like niche places that make the ugliest bras 
Like I, when I have sex, like I have to just wait till the nigga is like turned around to like take my bra off and like hide it somewhere. So he just never sees it because it's ugly. Like I just don't have cute bras. Where do you hide that big ass bra at? A vase? Shut up, Lauren. <laughs> now I'm sitting here bearing my soul to you. Are you talking about I'm putting my bras in a vase? I tried once, but the underwire was too big and it wouldn't stuff yeah. down in there. I keep getting so, like so when your bras are that big, I have like a little small bitch ass drawer in my dresser for my bras because it's like I have like <laughs> ten bras maybe. How do you store bras that big? Is there like so? You let know, me like let me tell you the process. You for that, like me. No, no, we're gonna get into it. So first of all, when you have big titties, you have about three or four bras in rotation. You have your black bra, you have your nude bra. You have your uh, sports bra, and then you have the sexiest bra you could find, which is normally not very sexy. So also you black? have to, ha uh, yes, most of these are black, Lace. except for the nude one. Yes. <laughs> um, so you have to hand wash your bras. Um, and if you wash them in the washer, you have to wash them in what's called a bra bag. So I have to put my bras into a mesh bag. Um, and wash them um, and then hang, like wring them very carefully and hang dry them. Um, and when I store them, usually I put them back in the bra bag and just hang the bra bag on a hanger. Um, and then that's just that, but you have to keep the shape of the cup cause there's no um, padding in there. So like you have to like find a way to keep the shape of just like the material or like you put the bra on the next time and one cup will be looser than the other cause you had it all uh flictated in the bag so uh there's that um and that's my life like i'm barely wearing a bonnet every night so that's crazy to imagine a world where now right. i have to yeah. hand, hand wash well, i'm gonna go to a river and do all my laundry on a little my sports board. bra my sports bra is like a, a a parachute harness like i will like send y'all like a video of me putting it on in the morning just for your personal last like it has like a, a strap in the back that tightens around the waist and then you have to hook it before you zip it and then it has little covers that cover a the zipper, zipper. <laughs> yes a zipper you gotta zip them titties up. <laughs> and then and there's then a man with a pulley system buckle up. <laughs> right there's oh somebody God. in the back pulling fucking yes. legs down but no, then it has two tabs right here that are velcro that you can unhook and like pull and like Velcro the straps to your back so that your titties don't move. Are you about to do trapeze? Why is it so much assembly? Well, here's the here's the thing. They did a study on how having big breasts discourages you from working out. So I found this bra company, and this is not like an ad, even though they should pay me. This bra company, She Fit, that is made for big titty bitches or people who have had like issues after a mastectomy or like shit like that. Like it's like a special like bra. And it really is like a harness. Like when my my um little yeah saw me put it on, cause he's like, you want to work out? And I was like, no. And then he was just like, well, I like to go running. And I was like, okay. So I'm strapping up, I'm suiting up, I'm putting this bra on, and he's like, oh, we don't have to go. He's like, we, you know what? He's like, we. I didn't realize that this was a part of it. We just really don't have to go. It really is like a parachute. So like, even if you do go somewhere and like, oh, let's go on a jog, I can't because I don't have my materials on me. Like you would legitimately not be able to do it. <laughs> like I have to plan, I don't like straight up. Like I just, I can't be doing like, like even speed bumps are difficult for me. Like I like when we're like in Ubers and stuff and people are just having conversations. Like if we're going over a series of speed bumps, I'm no longer a part of the conversation. Cause I'm focusing on holding my titties down. Like I can't even like talk. 
I have one really sexy bra that I bought, but it's like falling apart. Like, and it fit, it was great. Y'all know that black lace shirt that I had on, on um, Instagram? That bra is very sexy. I just have to remember where I got it from and get another one, I guess, every six weeks because it's falling apart uh, because of the girth of my breast. Um, but yes, <laughs> jokes of the week. I guess my titties are the joke of the week. We can keep that. Yeah, uh, Melanie, and you can go on. Um, my joke of the week has been my body. My body has turned on me. You know who has been a good noodle this week? My vagina. I'm proud of her. But everything else, because, you know, she's usually my problem child. She's been chilling this week. You know, I had some activity. She has not cut up like she usually does post-activity. So we're great on that. But, like, I got randomly, like, her. strep. I know. She's doing great. I randomly got strep <laughs> last week. Had to go to urgent care. That was a whole thing. So I had to get a COVID test. Strep. I had to get a COVID test and a throat swab in the same 30 minutes traumatized first of all the nurse almost punched me in my face because I'm like obviously I don't want you to do this right <laughs> so I did that took my medicine or whatever and I had to travel to Miami because I had a death in the family so I had to go down to Miami um so I was like dealing so the antibiotic that they gave me had a whole nother can of worms of side effects I had like super bad constipation I'm pooping in random oh. Burlington's and Marshall's at the mall I'm just like what is happening and then I get home from Thanksgiving and like my whole body is like breaking out into a rash. I'm like, what is happening? I would have just kept the strep. Like, bro, so I, I take my pill bottles, like the empty pill bottles, I Google the medicine. It's a part of the side effects as you just break out into rash in like patches. Like my whole thigh was just like, what's up? I'm like, Jesus, if you are calling me home, say that. And then yesterday. Just say that. I'm just tired of not feeling well. Like, then yesterday, I accidentally took too much pre-workout. Accidentally tried Coke is what I heard. Basically, <laughs> basically, basically is what happened. Like, I put two scoops instead of one. I didn't know. It's my first time buying my own. Why did you do my that? I looked at the direction. It said per eight ounces, one scoop per eight ounces, and it's a 16-ounce water bottle. So I was like, okay, two scoops. I was like. Yeah, you don't drink a I whole did. water bottle of pre-workout. It was bad. My stomach then turns on me like that evening. And then it was like stomach pains from the pre-workout and then my period coming and they were just like, oh, so I didn't know what it was I could have had to be safe. I was just in pain and it was terrible. It was awful. And I did not go to sleep until 7.30 this morning. The oh, that's why you said you just, you weren't sleep this morning. Yes, when you I, yes I literally went to bed when people were getting up for work and I was like what is my life and I slept for one hour and then worked today so Damn. that's my life I don't know what exactly I don't know but that's what I'm dealing with um that's my joke of the week I'm just hoping my body is better this week um I don't know what my period has to be because last last month my period almost took me completely out so we're just hoping um for the best dear God my little my little uh my little bodybuilder uh, friend, she's a lady. She sent mm -hmm. me some pre-workout because I asked her to send me what she uses because she, she fine. And tell me why this shit like $70. Bitch, I don't want it that bad. Bruh, pre-workout is expensive. No, I'd rather just do like, drugs. Would you, you realize at what level you're dedicated to the gym when you start buying accessories for your workout? Like a waist, a waist. Um, a waist trainer is very low level. That's like, okay, you may work out, you may not, but you are at least 
in that frame of mind. If you start buying weight, still cool. A kettlebell, I can wrap my mind around it. The moment you start buying real gym shit, that's where you lose me. That's when you start taking eight different powders. And a trampoline is fine. My sister's a gym rat, so I'm over here trying to follow her. Once I look, when I went to the doctor when I got sick, that thing said 175. I looked at the scale, I looked at her, I said, ma'am, what? So now I have to really, especially when I like men who weigh 145, that's not acceptable. So maybe you need a man that's girl, 200. I, you know, tried it. Yeah. I like me a you little guys know skinny the story. man. I, I like me a skinny man. I like short men too because I am short, so I don't discriminate because of height. And yeah, that, that, the optics, baby, we walk around looking like Norbert and Rasputia. That's not it for me. I feel like God has way more in, in store for my life than that. But you know what? You don't, and that's the thing with like looking at your body because like I'm, let me tell, let me give you all my testimony, right? First of all, I'm like I've said before, I'm very over Janet Jackson about my weight. One day I could be 200 pounds, the next day I could be 160. Who knows and who gives a fuck? After Thanksgiving, I got on the scale that shit said 193 pounds. I cried. I like for real was in tears. And then I went and looked at my actual body in the mirror and I was like, oh no, it's still lit. Like I no, still look good. Like those numbers don't really mean anything. We're just told yeah. that they do, but they don't mean yeah. shit. It'll, it'll don't. mess with you if you just think and you compare and you, like, you know, all of that. I, That's I am I am 187 today though. I will say that I have been going kind of hard. I am 187 today. Listen, my goal weight is one, my, my app says I should be 154 is my goal weight. But let's just go for the full 145, right? So I'm just gonna hope for the best. And I've been. You want to be 145? Your head's gonna be huge. But I used to be 145 back in the day. But you know what? Since my body's mature, I guess 154 is safe. But I just want to shoot for the stars, kind of. Um, I guess. Cause listen, I guess my head will be huge, and y'all gonna laugh at me. No, your head's gonna be big as fuck. No lie. Okay, but still, I'm just gonna shoot for the 30 pounds. And then once I lose a 20, I'll be comfortable. But I'm not probably going to do all that. I'm just, but, um, look. Y'all, let's get into the motherfucking yeah, we'll, Okay. So let's get into our topic for the week. What we talking Ooh. about. Oh. Okay. I know we, we are very adamant about not talking about Twitter shit, but we just fucking had to. Like had to we had to y'all we had to so get into it give us a uh sister tally give us a brief summary of what okay so before we get started i would like to say from my own personal experience like and if you're from dallas like i'm sorry but you know i'm right black people in dallas are different like they're very much into like respectability politics and like aligning to whiteness and it's very weird like when i went there to visit my friend like it's very much like we saw in the video in question, like shake that ass music, but people aren't dancing. Like that's just really like the norm there. So like when folks come from out of town where folks are normal, then it's like, you're the odd bird in the situation for wanting to have a good time. Now this mm -hmm. Kappa ass Kappa at this uh, brunch uh, place where they have a framed black and white Listen. unauthorized print of Listen. our president Barack Obama holding Listen a bottle of ace of spades Listen. on the wall that they market as a attraction go ahead melanie i'll get back into it go so on. okay y'all heard it y'all seen it you know the, the girl was twerking on the table he told her to sit, get down on the furniture fair but he berated everybody in the, in all, every black woman in the restaurant saying y'all wouldn't like act like this in a white establishment all this anti-black sexual politics shit and here's the thing there's a time and a place for everything 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Time and a place. Time. If there's mm -hmm. a time where throw that ass in the circle is playing. Mm -hmm. Place. If you are in a place that sells sections and has Drew Hill performing for New Year's, mm -hmm. and there is a Obama fan art with Ace of Spades, there's a, a Bugs Bunny painting on the wall. If there are Patron Is there a models, Bugs Bunny painting? There's a Bugs Bunny painting on the wall. If, there, if you are at a place that has Duce and Patron slushies, chicken and waffles with parsley on the goddamn waffles, that is a and place a you fucking twerk. I don't care. This is not a Asian Hennessy wings. Don't forget and Asian Hennessy wings. Hennessy wings. If they're, this is not an upscale place. I understand. Yeah, I want to twerk at Ruth Chris. They're also not playing throw that ass in the circle with Ruth Chris. No, yes, I'm not going to twerk at Ruth Chris. Because it's not a twerk environment. This is a... That restaurant is a twerk's natural habitat. A twerk will appear. You you get all the ingredients of a twerk, and twerk is just gonna manifest. Okay, you you give the twerk, and you serve and do say lemonade. Let me explain something to you. You better be glad that I wasn't sucking dick under the table while we talking about what you shouldn't be doing at when one I spot. Do say or tequila. There's penis in my mouth. It's just that's just how. Period. Big the penis just appears. I drink the do say. I drink the patrol. It's just. It just Ooh, put this dick there. That's why I stopped drinking and escalated to harder drug use. I didn't want dicks to keep popping up. It's safer, <laughs> but it's like you cannot paint this place just because you call it upscale does not mean it's upscale. Don't act like this place is a fucking Met Gala. It's not. It's ghetto. It's low class in the way. And, and the people, oh, it's is, his restaurant. And nobody who was like, "This is his restaurant," would have taken somebody speaking to them in that way. Period. Did you see you the videos of the niggas? Like, okay, so boom, couple of things happening here. Number one. He been waiting to get that off. So you've been waiting to say that and then you just got caught up in a situation where people didn't respond to it the way that you thought it was. But here's the thing, I would never stand in front of my paying customers and say, I don't need y'all money. It was important enough for it's you to be raped. Black women, that bad, that's what, what it was worth to you was your livelihood. Because I, I like the Twitters. I follow the Twitter men. There is a whole video of, I think less than a month ago, niggas standing. That Two wasn't foot, see, no. on the table at this same establishment. I saw that video. That nigga was craving attention. That was from something totally different. That was not from that. No, no, no. That's, that's, that it, so that wasn't from that place? No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. It's that light-skinned nigga dancing on the table. He said that was for his birthday party. He just put the location there because he's light-skinned. But well, that's now I feel stupid. What, but niggas do stupid shit like that when shit happens because they want a moment, right? But really that is still it's still valid you know what i'm saying okay if you say hey you got the furniture fine because i've stood on furniture before but if, you, if i've been asked to get down security be like hey bitch get down fine sure i'll get down but to twerk and you berated women for twerking where throw it, what am i supposed to do i'm not supposed to sit here and eat my food and throw the ass in the circles like if i want to stand up and twerk the and song me has instructions the I'm song has instructions. Song. It says throw that ass in a circle. I'm going you to throw a... that ass in a circle. And if you want to have a live DJ for vibes, fine. But why are you playing that kind of music if you don't want to create that kind of environment? Period. He need to be playing never meant to cause you no pain. But you That's know what? what I also think he's going to be fine because the Twitter blacks, I mean, the Twitter blacks drug him. Well, half Instagram blacks. Instagram blacks. Oh, it's his restaurant. What y'all own? Y'all ain't got no restaurant. No, I don't have a fucking restaurant. If I did, Obama would not be on the wall with a fucking ace of spades. That shit. Obama don't even condone no shit like that. He <laughs> like that was my favorite video of twenty twenty. They may as well serve Obama rants in that bitch. He don't even condone. The shit is ghetto. It's not upscale. 
It ain't. That little, that little boy said, I ain't even know Obama condone no shit like that. <laughs> that shit was so funny. That should be the name of the episode. But, like, <laughs> I'm just. No, please. Can that be the name of the episode? Please. It's long, but yeah, fuck it. That's fine. Um, yeah. So y'all remember I when think, we had an episode title that said Gucci bandana? I think about that often while I'm working. Um, oh, so that's young. really funny. Yes. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Gucci bandana. Gucci, Gucci bandana. We could have just, you know, I don't want to think about where we would have been with no pandemic. But so, yeah, like, I just feel like niggas is like, if some, if you was in a place and an owner talked to you like that, y'all would have raised fucking hell. I've seen people raise hell for far less. So don't sit up here and act like this man was fully justified in the way he Kick the bitches out if you that mad. Any reason to not pay my tab, I will take advantage of. So honestly, I hope a wait staff member even just. I would have grabbed that Tuesday bottle. That, that you're still gonna get a tip, but I'm I'm not paying get these waffles. people. I'm taking my plate. I'm taking my drink. Please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. I'm leaving. No need to escort me out. I'm gonna go. As soon as he said, I don't need y'all money. Let's roll, friend. Because, look, you know, I, my I crew, let's go. Time. My crew, let's go. Whoever roll with me, we're leaving. And you know what? I'm a real trifle nigga because I'm like, oh, word, can I get a box for this, please? Because this is delicious. Like, I am going to finish this free, delicious uh, Moet covered chicken. And you're making, see, the thing about that, the worst part of it for me, um, because men are gross and their behavior is often unfounded and confusing, the fact that he was like, how you expect men to respect themselves. I'm telling men to respect themselves and y'all in here twerking, whatever the fucked up ass quote It was, was. just so many layers of anti-black. What, what does men respect themselves mean? What does it look like when a man respects himself? Let's, that's, let's play a fun game. Um, what, would a man, what would a man that respects himself do? I guess, I don't know. I'll start with something in my personal life. Be a father. Ooh. And then, of course, you know, women twerking equals fatherless to these niggas as well. It's just like, I understand the time and the place conversation. And they don't be knowing they daddies when they be making no. these kinds of comments. That nigga like, never I'm, came back to, from that the That nigga again. never, that nigga wouldn't know you from a drop of rain and you don't sitting here telling rain. people that they don't know their daddy. You ain't seen that nigga in and, a month of Sundays. And dad or no dad, I don't know if y'all heard, but Mariah Lynn told these motherfuckers once upon a time not too long ago. I was, I was a, a hoe. And I'm admitting it. No, but that's like, what I said. Oh, go ahead, Mel. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, even still, if I did want to twerk, I, when I had not even seen a penis face-to-face, you know what I like to do? Twerk. Period. Because it's, it's, honestly, it's a cultural thing. Like, you, and then if you look at a lot of these, these accidents or whatever, it has a lot of, like, it's maybe not full-on hands on knees or an ass, but it's a lot of similar body movements. This is our shit. At the okay? very least, you're going to get a, a look. Yes. Even the hey. they do a lot of titty twerk. Like, that. I love going out with, like, Ethiopians because they be throwing the shit out of them titties. Like, Charlie, that would be a great market for you. Actually, Ethiopian people are always telling me I'm Ethiopian, and I'm like, I, I don't want to, like, perpetrate. Pay. But every, first of all, the little drive through liquor store over there off Covington is full of Ethiopians. And every time it's a different Ethiopian guy, he starts speaking whatever it is, the language that they speak, and I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, you're Ethiopian. And I'm like, well, thank you for my Jameson. And for what I'm going to take as a compliment, because it sounds amazing, but I don't know. Um, but no, what I was saying about this brunch thing is just like, first of all, I think we live in an Atlanta bubble where it's like we generally can go places and just be our black ass selves. And it's not really an issue. 
Like you might have customer service issues at a restaurant, but you can be your full out black ass self wherever. And that's another thing go. too. I may be looking at this from Atlanta eyes and seeing people because I didn't see many Atlanta people like, oh, how dare you twerk at an establishment? There's not an establishment in Atlanta that you can't twerk at. So I'm not, I'm confused at why they were like, why they can't twerk? What's wrong? Because anyway, I eat here. If I want to get up and shake my ass, guess what? I will be shaking my ass. That's normal to me. And then I also realized today that my Atlantaness has shown that I am a gutter tonight because someone said there was hookah at the botanical gardens. I was like, yes, nigga. There's hookah at the love, botanical gardens? I Sign would me up. love. And then first of all, shout out to the people that found this information out because that means one queen was revolutionary enough to turn to a worker at the botanical gardens and say, y'all got hookah. And they right. said, yes. That's and one queen, thing I miss about the streets you. being open. I remember like just going somewhere and looking for something in my purse, digging down there and finding like five hookah tips in my purse. Yes. Or in your bra the next morning. You know what I like to find when I'm drunk? Random ones in my boobs. I'm like, I probably stole these. And I, it's always exciting. <laughs> you can just never, you can never I pickpocket? I pickpocketed somebody. I never wake yeah. up again. I must have stripped. No, but yeah, so Atlanta, like, Atlanta will skew your vision because everything's a lounge turn club. And you'll think of BQE. I don't go to a brunch where I don't shake my ass. For what? Like, I went to one brunch, but it's also the mood that you set because I went to the park, Garden Park. It was off Cascades. a very nice place. I should definitely go there for brunch. Live jazz band. They bring in food every five minutes. It's amazing. I, I didn't feel like pregnant. This is a great place. I want to sit here and admire the food. That's great. But if they would have played, some ratchet shit while they're giving me liquor. What do you expect drunk people to do? It don't have to be no ratchet shit for me. I, you can Honestly. be playing the, the Mississippi Mass Choir. If I've had several mimosas, then y'all gonna get these clappers. It don't I make a difference to me. I'll pop this pussy to ASMR. And guess Somebody what? It don't matter education level, class level. Ass gonna get shook regardless because if you want to have a good time. It's like, but you can't. The thing with this. And then the guy is also sketchy because apparently it was some other mess with a restaurant in Houston, whatever, whatever. But it's like, you can't frame this place as a club. You, you're over here advertising these thong songs at your establishment because Drew Hill, who's fucking going to see Drew Hill in 2021? But that's neither here nor there. And they don't even sing this thong song. That's like, just who, who and You know who's going to bring one. my new year in? The Year of the Dragon. Wow. Somebody sleeping. Like, tell me what you want. Nobody uh, wants to. Who wants to hear that? The Nobody song is 25 years old. It's a hit in 96. Who's going? But you know what? Again, the Instagram blacks are going to fill that bitch up, and it's very unfortunate. I genuinely, honestly, and truly hope that um that place, because the thing about it is, like, he can do whatever he wants. It's true. But the the antagonizing people afterwards was such a, like, a little dick move. That I hope that people don't yep. go there anymore. And if they do, they only tip the servers and never pay for food. That place will be closed in no time because what are we going to do? Cancel it. When are we going to cancel it? The fuck now. No. no. You know, this this social media I age was a capo when I saw them boots. When I, I saw know, those boots, the boots, I was like, it's. No, the cocktails with the K. Cocktails yeah, when K I saw the cocktails with a K and the boots, I was like, oh, that's a Kaplan, if I ever when, seen one. Can when I, I saw commercial break really quick? Yeah. I just thought of something because I just looked on the floor and saw the charger. Um, This is totally unrelated, but I just have to get this out because it's fucking funny. I recently have been using a vibrator and like a chargeable one. Because when, when I saw a man about a horse, we went to like on a trip to the sex store or whatever. We got like materials and I like took it home. And the other day I was like, oh, I'm going to play with it. And I, I don't usually use vibrators. So I was like playing with it. And I was, 
I wasn't using it right. And mm-hmm. a birdie told me to hold the button to make it go faster. It went on turbo mode and I put it on my nether regions. When I tell you, like the upper room, you know, like Dr. Strange when the white lady, the bald lady, like, and then like your body, like, exactly. That in my bed. And then, and I know, have not been the same. That's beautiful. You know, it's really nice when you wake up with your vibrator in bed with you. Like, you guys had a night of passion. Like, you didn't even. Like, you're yes, with I love all, that. Really. Like, you wake no, up I like, oh, you didn't even stay. <laughs> yes, they put you down. I love it. You wake like, up, you look, you're like, look, oh my look, God. Like, you want some breakfast? Yeah. Oh my God, don't get up. i I just woke up at morning breath. I'm so trying to kiss. I want to brush my teeth. And then it died mid fiddle, and I was like, "This is what happens." Okay, I, this is like on the movie. So, okay, that was all I had to say. But yes, um, but like these customer service people, like it's just you think about the braiders who want you, you to come with your hair parted and permed already, or you think about like I went to get, I'm trying to get a, a silk price in a couple weeks. I'm looking on these different girls' websites. There's a thick hair charge. You know they charging my ass. That's <laughs> racist. Like you're servicing black women, you're gonna charge them extra for thick hair. It's because these hoes don't be having no license. They can't no even license. do no hair. They don't really know how to wash hair. That's one of the things. It's like, you know what, how I could do all this shit. If I got to come, if I got to be half the stylist, and I can do it at home. I don't have to do this shit with you. Like, the reason I learned how to braid, I had one good braider. Shout out to T. Lee. I don't know if she's still braiding. Whatever. I had one good braider. The rest of these hoes is ridiculous. Like, I got to come. I had one girl that was like, this is before they started selling pre-stretched hair. She's like, you need to stretch your hair the night before. Your Kanekalon. Bitch, I'll kill you. Like, for real. I'm not, like, I'm just not straight up. up this pack. It'll start to get tangles everywhere and leave little pieces. Right. I know what I'm doing. Is getting open my butt. Exactly. Like, we're not going to do that. Um, if you stylist, y'all know the uh, my, my cancellation story is with um <clears throat> Tay. That's right. Telling me Tay is the best Tay. Fuck arrogant Tay. And it's fuck arrogant Tay forever. I try to give that nigga let me tell y'all something. I am an excellent customer. I'm gonna pay my money. I'm not gonna bother you because I don't like to talk on the phone. And I'm gonna get my things and go. It will be a very simple simple painless transaction. This nigga was supposed to do my full weave install. I'm like yes it's time for me to get the bad bitch weave I deserve. Okay. He on his website, you can pay the deposit, which is 50% of your hair appointment or the whole thing. He paid you 50%. I was like, I'll just pay the nigga. No problem. This is my mistake. But the day of my hair appointment, I spend four hours in my car sweating, waiting for arrogant Tay while his bitch ass is smoking hookah on Instagram and then has his assistant tell me he had a family emergency. Nigga, I just saw you blow the circle. You have one million followers, Deontay. I'm, I'm, I'm right How in the followers. How do you expect me not to... Look at me. I'm looking at the story, Deontay. I can see it. I'm sending I you eye emojis it. in response to the story because here I am. My hair is shrinking. It's shrinking. You're at 11.45, Deontay. I can see that you're at 11.45, Deontay. I see Not it. 11.45, honey. This nigga, and then once I, I, once I messaged him, you know, it took some time to get my money back in. We're trying to get my money. There were threats made. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff took place. Threats made by all- whom? You, Lauren? Lauren, did you make the threat? What's Don't the be silent. <laughs> What's the don't be silent don't be silent <laughs> let me tell you something about lauren lauren will tweet that she's about to do some violent shit right before the violent shit pops off and i feel invested enough in her life that i can't let that happen the other week she was like i'm about to beat the lady at the gas station ass and i'm like stop call me now and like it was like mid confrontation put it down, put it down. <laughs> 
too late. I'd really be locking eyes with people while I'm tweeting. Like, hold on, let me tell these people I'm about to make a mistake. I'm about to hit this hoe. Remember, Safari is a big influence. So, in my did life. you beat the lady what? up, Lauren? At the gas station, no, I just made a mess in there. I just took shit off the shelves, acting like a little deviant. But they actually, at the gas station, told me they don't need my money. I guess you don't need these chips either, bitch. Stop. I would have been in there stepping on chips, just popping they, bags. That particular gas station stole from me. I, I paid my money for the gas. I went to the pump to pump it. Very simple. The gas is not coming out the pump. I went back inside, asked that woman, excuse me, I would like my gas. She told me no. Like, where the fuck do you go from there? What do you mean, no? There's times when you people say no in response to you where you, it really catches you off guard. You ever broke up with somebody, but it's over. They're like, no. And now you're in a relationship for three, four months. I'm sorry. Rewind that part back. I was calling somebody a fucking idiot on Twitter. Go on. That never happened to y'all? Like, I'll, I'll be like, it's over. Well, not, I've been in relationships before. I'm like, it's over. And it was a man. He was like, no. And then we spent six months together. I mean, that's what happened in my last little uh, situationship. The nigga would just show up on my porch um, or just at places I was. And, you know, it was the pandemic, so it wasn't like a club. It was like the store. Um, yeah. So that's just, yeah, uh, I've been there, you know. Yeah, okay. I just read a tweet from Ethan. You know, he's like the, the corniest mm. nigga alive. Is this the one it? about sex? Yes. <laughs> Did you yeah. see it, Lauren? No. Meek Mill tweeted, the sex life in ATL is dark world. LOL, shit get too scandalous and dirty. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. 2021, I'm getting saved. And this nigga quoted and said, this nigga fucking Santana, OMG. First of all, Santana, isn't Santana Miami's home? Huh? But he does live here. I've been hoping and praying. Santana is from children are screaming. I said he's Miami's home. He's not from Miami at all. He's, he's not? Tall- he's from Tallahassee, yes. Wow. He don't even talk like that for real. That's not his real voice. Tallahassee's a special Look place. at Mel exposing the Florida tea. We need more of this. First of all, that's not his real voice. And he's from Tallahassee. The nigga a country-ass, swamp-ass, but He's from Tallahassee. Yeah, like, he he basically, like, that's, like, his persona. I don't, I've never heard his real He slipped one time. Remember he was, like, a Carisha for real? I was like, who is this? this that's this a man. Really- yeah. Like, but he don't, Tallahassee people don't talk like that. So, yeah, he made that up. Wow. I have a made-up voice that I use when I go out of town. It's cute. I don't know when my voice changes, but I when I hear audio, I'm like, that, who's that? Why was I doing that? I use a different voice sometimes. when I'm asking men for money. It's very hood ratty, and it works. So I just, com- like, okay, okay. you know, committed to it. Okay, tell me how to do it. No, so like when I ask niggas for money, I just be like, I need some money. And they're like, I what? And I'm like, money. I need I need some fucking money. Like I need some money now. I need some, I need some money, money for like, this, this, and this. Three. I need some money. What the fuck has this podcast become? <laughs> I need some money. That's how I, that's I mean, it's not like you don't have to move your body, but it's just like I need some money. Like, and I just put the emphasis money. on the money. You know, the niggas don't think you're trying to pickpocket them while you doing all that. <laughs> you're doing a body work. <laughs> I need, I need some, some money. money. Are you trying to I need some money. Here? Like you're not a crackhead. No. Just straight up, like I, I, I need some money. I think of Hillary. Dad, I need three hundred dollars. Hillary, your cousin's here. Hi, Dad. I need three hundred dollars. No, seriously, yep. that's the one you. Need. I just ask I, for the money and stare. So that's really how I do. Like I need some money, and I just stare until it gets uncomfortable. Cause I, if I don't get the answer that I want, I'ma leave. 
I usually just like keep asking until my dad gives in. Oh. Well, my dad that doesn't give me money. So. <laughs> that shit has worked. All my work. And I would just go straight into like his pockets. Like, yeah, not, like on, not on. So my dad used to like, take, he was a slob like I am. So he would take his pants off and then just like throw them in like the closet, like where his clothes be. He's like, so your dad was Debo. Yes. Essentially, yes. Like Debo's pants on the ground. Yes, that's how I would just go. You don't need that. I'll take yoink. Um, but yeah. Um, let's talk about cancellation though. That's been a big topic this week. Again, so Clubhouse has been like shaping the culture this week. We're all exclusive and better than all of you guys because we're all on Clubhouse. So please get like, oh, yeah. step your pussy Period. up, step your cookie up, step your bussy up because we're better than y'all. So and we're gonna we're gonna be on Clubhouse and then we're gonna come on Twitter and talk about Clubhouse because y'all can't be on Clubhouse. So and yes, it yeah. is a glorified chat line, but I was also on the I can really like the chat line, so but the only thing is we talk about it on Twitter because we can't talk about it on Clubhouse. Like there's no way to communicate with written words on Clubhouse. Yeah. So you just kinda yeah. have to talk about it on Twitter. That's why they link yeah. to your other shit. So it's like we really don't have a choice. But at the same time, it's been some pretty, it takes me a while to latch on. I've been on there for like a month and a half. And I still like, I go in the comedy rooms. The comedy rooms are fun. Last night I was on with like, until like 4 a.m. with like Legends, bitch. It was like Chris Spencer in there. Tiffany had, um, Finesse Mitchell was in there. Godfrey was in there. Um, the nigga who, I forgot, Ruben, forgot his last name. But you know the one who was like, it's like, hello, in reverse on um, Deliver yeah. from Eva. Him, yeah. he was on there. I was like, that's a nigga from doing this evil. <laughs> but it was like really cool to just sit up there and like soak shit up. So like those are cool kind of interactions. But the mess of the weekend was that Kevin Hart was on there because someone started a, a room like it's Kevin Hart funny and this nigga pulled up because nigga was saying like they didn't like his jokes. So how do y'all feel about this whole cancel culture witch hunt in comedy these days? I don't I think it's the witch hunt. I'll go ahead. No, you're fine. I think honestly though, comedians though, like you can't really even pay into that. Like when you do certain jokes, you have to know that there's there is a possibility because we are allowed to say whatever you want. We shouldn't. You should be able to say whatever you want, whatever. But there's also a consequence whenever it comes up the fuck out your mouth, good or bad, whatever. So I think that like the with comedians, it's hard to cancel somebody if you're just consistent. I I would say and and about what you're doing. There's jokes that I made like the jokes I made about STDs and things like that. I'm not. That people be like, oh, and you know, I have herpes. Something comes about herpes, whatever the case may be, and I'm not gonna apologize for it because I do it for a particular reason. I can have a, I can have discourse with you. I can have conversation, and canceling me within your own bubble of you is within your rights. If you don't ever want to hear shit I have to say again, you don't want to talk to me, you want to hear out my mouth, that is your choice. Just like whatever came the fuck out of my mouth is mine. So mm -hmm. you canceling, I'm not gonna fight you trying to cancel me in your own personal life. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Let's go ahead and cut the shit. Goodbye. Yeah, we you had a good. Like me. Mm -hmm. We had a good um, talk about it on on Clubhouse today about like what cancel culture is. I was like, it's not really a thing. Only people that I've seen that have actually been gotten the fuck out of here: Chrisette, Michelle, and Nate Parker. Everybody else, like R. Kelly, niggas is still bumping R. Kelly. The aunties are keeping him alive and putting money on his books. He has the best ramen noodles on the block in there while he gets yeah. nasty. But it's so like getting canceled, getting canceled to a small extent will put people in your corner because there's always the contrarians that are gonna rise. Always, yeah. like you think about the the, the Tory Lanez where y'all niggas did not even like chicks tape like that. All he does is make other niggas songs and, and whine on them. Like, the shit ain't that good. Y'all just want to be, like, against the grain. Well, the it's a lot of the times, so a couple things here. A lot of the mm -hmm. times it comes down to, especially, like, and I, you know, 
I don't give a fuck. It comes down to black men making a choice between believing and supporting a black woman over a black man at the end of the day, or even defending a black woman over a black man at the end of the day, we already know what choice is gonna be made. I wanna speak on the Kevin Hart thing. I saw him work out the jokes for this special at the Laughing Skull. I won those tickets and I went to that room and it was a funny experience. It was, it was nice. I had a good time. I actually laughed, all of those things. And so to see not only what it became, which was a gross misrepresentation of the jokes that I had heard originally. So to see what it had became, become whatever the, the correct verbiage is. And then also his response to it, it's just really disheartening because it's okay to not be funny. Like, that's not a reason people get canceled. Like, people thinking you're not funny is not a reason that you're getting canceled. You might be having a moment. This might not be your shit anymore. That's not a thing to get canceled. But you don't get to make a comedy special called Zero Fucks Given and then come in Clubhouse and give all the fucks because people aren't agreeing with what you're saying. Like, it's okay for people to say that you shouldn't have called your daughter a hoe. That's fine. Like, that's okay for people to say that. And that's not commenting on him as a comedian. That's not commenting on him in any way. It's just okay for people to have these opinions. Now, the thing with being canceled for me is that, like, I don't think it's that fucking hard. If you can't write jokes without being flagrantly inflammatory, then you're not funny. And I'm not speaking on Kevin Hart anymore. I'm just speaking as a comedian in general. If you have... To, for example, the comedians that always want to bring up R. Kelly in a room full of Black women, you're doing that to make the Black women in the room uncomfortable and to elicit a certain response from the Black men in the room. That's not funny. That's clickbait. Right. I talked about this today. All these points I made today, it's like, y'all niggas know what y'all doing. If you can't make a joke about something that's like, you know, you can make jokes about problematic things, not problematic, but like controversial things. If but you have to do the work to make that shit actually fun. You can't just be up there you, and be inflammatory. But, just so with that being said, but, but that being said, doing the work is getting on stage and eating a dick. So that's the thing about these jokes. I don't like that you the, the policing of how creative people, even comedians that are pieces of shit, decide to get on stage and the jokes they tell. Because even whether whatever it is, whether it be misogynistic as hell, whatever, and, and I find it to be gross, comedians are supposed to speak from, we don't have to do research for our job and just who we are as people we're talking. So even the shitty people, should be able to exercise that right. Do I want to listen to it? No. And I get to exercise in myself the cancellation, but I don't believe we get to police people that don't agree or disagree. Even if the shit they're saying is obviously stupid or obviously wrong, I don't believe that they should, they have to conform to what we're saying because at, at, at that point, we start to we start to make a very fucking, it turns into a dangerous game. Like on Spotify, when they took R. Kelly off, which I was all for, it turned into a dangerous game very quickly because so many of these other people also have so many of these other charges. So you, slippery slope. You, you, it's a slippery slope. So you have to you have to make choices within yourself. There's some stuff I'm not gonna sit and listen to. People that make jokes about R. Kelly, there's some disgusting jokes I've heard about, you know, R. Kelly and, and his and the, the victims, the children. I've I've that I'm never gonna find funny. And for me, I just don't And you a like, lame ass bitch. For you're lame as fuck and dirty. But I'll never book these people. Let's I'll never like whatever. If we're on a show together because the promoter put us on a show together, I'm gonna do my job, but I just I within myself, you're canceled. But as far as the world goes, I do think comedians should be allowed the fuck up, stay fucked up shit, because that's how you get, you don't get well, yeah, jokes. Well, yeah, you know, but I, and also, the jokes will get told regardless. Fuck us, you know what I'm saying? Niggas gonna do what they want to do anyway, so us have this thing, conversation ain't gonna change shit. The and that comedy does appeal like, to a group have, of people. I mean, it does, but I, I think that, and I agree with what you're saying, like I said, so most of the time, 
the way that I view saying anything is like, yes, you can say whatever you want, but you might get punched in the fucking face. And that's how I feel about this whole thing. And also there might be people that agree with me for punching you in the fucking face. So with cancel culture, like, do I think that people should just, well, yes, I do. Let me not sit up here and lie. I think it's cool that sometimes people do some fuck shit and everybody stops fucking with them because you did some egregious ass bullshit and shit nobody fucked with your art no more. And that's just where I'm at. That's just how I feel. However, for example, right? Certain things you just can't come back from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I don't know what to fucking tell you. If I say that R. R. Kelly is a disgusting ass pig monster who should be set on fire, then it's not my fault if people look into that themselves and be like, you know what? He is a disgusting ass pig monster who should be Mm -hmm. set on fire. Or if people just hear me say it and be like, you know what? That's enough information for me. I'm going with it. I think that's Mm -hmm. fucking fair. Because whatever it is that you did, you probably shouldn't have did that shit. And then in terms Mm -hmm. of these jokes and talking about like scandalous shit or talking about like, you know, shit that might be inflammatory in these rooms. I have jokes that I'm working on, but I work them out with my family and friends before I say it on stage or I work it out in really small rooms because like I have a joke about Chris Brown that I've never told. Like I get drunk and listen to Chris Brown. I have a joke where I say that I could only uh, fuck Chris Brown if I was allowed to punch him in the face in the middle of riding his dick. I work that out with my family and my friends. Oh yeah. I, I drag Chris Brown every chance I fucking get. But you know when I get in that motherfucking blue Jeep, you know what I'm listening to? Exclusive. Bitch, fuck him. I would never defend him. I do have a trauma bond with his music. I'm not like R. Kelly auntie if he got arrested again, which he should be for some other shit he might do. I'm not going to put no money on his book. But the shit that came out before 2009. Book. Yeah, like, but that shit, that pre-2009 shit, them two, the first two albums, I'm listening to them. But... I'm not going to defend his actions because I did it way long enough and that's also why I'm so hard on niggas now because I defended his abusers for way too fucking long and that shit eats mm-hmm. me every day. So I'm not doing that shit no more. Also, what I want to point out because you know who else they, they get to going crazy over the Bill Cosby who said himself he was wrong and they can still defend him. He did it. He did it for He decades. said he did it. He said he was guilty. I'm like, what are y'all but that's not the, the issue with these niggas is not that he did it or he didn't do it and this is what I'm learning. What these want what these niggas that we treat it like white comedy men. nope that's not oh. even what i'm going for what oh, these niggas want when these celebrities get in trouble for harming women they want to see a world where men are not fucking impacted monetarily financially or career-wise by harming women particularly black women that is what it is it's that whether he did the shit or not he deserves to still live a full life is what they're saying. That is the issue. And that's what we don't talk about. It's just it. They think that, okay, if it's an issue where a man harmed a woman, there's a gray area there. And because we weren't there, whatever the fuck that means, he should be able to live a full life. They can't and have money. And the other thing is these black men have a very weird allegiance. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have a very weird allegiance to each other. Mm-hmm. come rain, sleet, or snow, they have each other's back and it's just really sick to me because you know that nigga's wrong and you rather, oh, y'all can try to tear down black men. The nigga's wrong. Like, even with Kevin Hart, he, I don't just, I don't hate Kevin Hart. I enjoy Kevin Hart stuff. I go see his shit in theaters. I pay my money to see it because I enjoy his movies and his humor, right? I haven't watched the special because I, t- I haven't just taken the time to do so. But it's like, the nigga be wrong and that's fine. We can criticize his work. We can call, call him wrong for cheating on the first wife and then cheating on the second wife like he did the first bite, but while she was we can call that shit wrong because it fucking is. It's wrong. And yeah. we can do that. And it's not, and I, I said earlier, criticism is not cancellation. 
you can just get fucking dragged. Like Kiki Palmer got fucking dragged. That's my face. She got dragged because she was wrong. We didn't care. She deserved it. She deserved it. You and you live to, to fight another day. My problem you live to fight another day. People, even if you can't, two things. One, the, the allegiance the allegiance these men have to each other is usually fear based. Because oh my god, that could be me. Because I'm doing I'm doing skeepy, scurvy, creepy ass shit too. One day these women can unite and try to get me the fuck up out of here. That's a part of where that allegiance comes from. Two, even if people decide within themselves to keep some of these shitty people in their lives, I have shitty people in my life that I still listen to their music or whether it be I mean, Louis C.K. fucked my spirit up. I was very sad about that. Um, and with that being said, at the same time, it's like the people that are the most annoying is the people that are trying to force you to know that they still fuck with cancel people. Like, if that's what you want to do Oh, my God, time, Joe Budden was on Clubhouse. That's He's fine. always on Clubhouse in every no, room. No, Joe Budden used to do Twitter after dark. Joe Budden's doing it on Clubhouse. Let me explain something to you about this bitch-made-ass bitch, Joe Budden. And I'll say it every time I motherfucking get a chance to. Joe Budden is a motherfucking weirdo. He takes a habit on Clubhouse of coming into all female spaces, which is super fucking weird, or spaces where women should have the motherfucking floor. And it's super mm -hmm. fucking gross. And furthermore, more so, uh, henceforth, this fucking weird-ass nigga, the first Clubhouse room I was in, where everybody was talking about like the great black comedians, right? Everybody's talking about like, you know, oh, who is this and who is that? And you know, what comedians you like, blah, 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 blah. He went out of his dog hunching way to say that he still supported Louis C.K. And he felt like he was, and mm -hmm. I quote, one of the funniest people, he was the funniest man of all time. But I can't say that because you know, you're a fucking weirdo. You went out your, we're not even talking you, about him. We're not even talking about these crackers right now. And you brought him up for no fucking reason. You bitch made bitch. I don't appreciate that shit you did with them dogs. And I don't appreciate that shit you said on Clubhouse. You need to find you something to do, you hoe ass hoe. It's just retweet. But it's just like they go out of their way to make us uncomfortable and they think that shit's funny. It's like a big circle jerk for them. They're fucking weird. I'm sick of it. But yeah, cancel culture because we got to get towards the benediction. Cancel culture, yeah. the shit is just like, it doesn't really exist for real. Because it's like, I can just not fuck with a bitch. I'm not canceling her. She's just not my, my cup of tea. And that's fine. Like the whole mulatto thing is like, I enjoy mulatto's version that Jacob Lattimore song. I don't really go out my way to listen to her stuff. Not because I'm just like, fuck mulatto. No, it's just like, eh, I'm good. But that's not a cancel. It's just everybody's not for everybody. Everybody's subjective. Anyway, yeah. I'm not canceling <laughs> Reba McIntyre. I just don't listen to Reba McIntyre. I don't consume enough mulatto to necessarily cancel her, but it's like, yeah, the bitch got two brain cells and they hunching fast. That's her what we got going right. on. She's like, a product of her environment. Uh, not I mean, even honestly, a product of her environment. She's a person named mulatto. She's a person who of all her, the ways no, her name is language. not mulatto. That no, I'm just saying. Her name is Alyssa. She's a person who settled on the name mulatto. So we should have known how she was fucking coming, unless some like OG or person she considered an OG gave her that name and it fucking stuck. We should have considered that this bitch was a fucking bird brain. We should have well, just she, thought about that off the rip. She explained it all on the rap game, which I watched. I'll tell you how I got canceled. I, I've told y'all the story already, but like when that little group me shit got leaked in undergrad and it was just like the biggest scandal to hit and everyone was so high and mighty, like they never talked shit about anybody in their entire life and they were just so innocent. It was so weird the next, like, week on campus. Like, I went to the basketball game. I walked in. Shit was quiet. Like, I went to the club that Thursday. Niggas didn't want to sit next to me. And, oh, like, no! I was getting cropped out of pictures, bitch. It was oh, just no! Not like, cropped! 
Y'all niggas really mad, huh? Like, why, would, why would y'all cut me out the photo like I wasn't there? I remember being there. Like, niggas you was, was really... Diddy I was getting diddy crap. I mean, the bitch that cropped me out, she that was the bitch I was talking about, so it's fine. Like, you know what? If you want to be mad okay. forever to this day, cool. But everybody else is like, I ain't even do nothing to y'all, bro. Y'all being hella, like, weird about it. Like, everybody on campus is just like, HBCUs be like that, though. Like, whenever there's a scandal happening, like, even folks that wasn't involved choose a side. Like, yes. that's how I it be. In, I walked into class, bro. I walked into class. I'm coming into class. Me and one of the other girls who was involved, we had the same class. We would come to class, like, sit in front, whatever, kiki, all that. I walk in class. I sit down. My fucking teacher, like, y'all heard what the AKAs did? I'm like, oh, my it's God. I was no. Like, it, I was like, it's me, professor, whatever the fuck. It was me. I'm sitting right here. He was like, oh, well, it's a mess. Like, you're my fucking teacher. Like, you over here kiki It was the mo- That's why I'm the way I am now, because, like, that shit, people want to talk a lot of shit people are not made for that kind of stuff. Like, you yeah. would never imagine how that shit will affect somebody. That fucked me up, because I was 19. So you think about the entire fucking school talking shit about you at the same time, but then, like, the, after a week or two, after a couple of basketball games and events, niggas wanted to be my friend again. It's like, fuck y'all, because I was on Twitter when y'all was live-tweeting the bullshit, like, yeah, another asshole. Oh, I knew she was mean, but damn, like, damn, niggas is fake. This is why people don't take Greek seriously. Like, I was reading everything. So it's just like... This bitch still remembers. I remember. I don't remember. I mean, the I don't North remember. remembers. Okay. The North the remembers, North bitch. Remember. So people were like, "Hella, like, people were being so weird." And to this day, people trying to hold that shit against me. And now I was like, "I said what I said." I think that's what gave me the confidence now to be so open and like, and nobody beat my ass, even how crazy that was. Nobody beat my ass. So it's like now I'm gonna say what the fuck I want to say yeah. because I've gotten the worst of it. You know what I'm saying, y'all? I'm, and then the other thing is, I'm gonna put my shit out there so y'all can't blackmail me or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck because like having to deal with that at the age I was and like what was going on alienated and then like the whole politics within like you know the sorority all that kind of bit it was messy as fuck but it's just like that has made me who I am today is the best person in the world no but I'm very you know sure of myself and I'm very confident but like, it, yeah. it breeds from fucking trauma because that shit was traumatizing yeah. niggas don't understand niggas were like oh why don't you just get over it Y'all niggas will never know. Like, niggas, you walk in the room, don't nobody know your fucking name, bitch. So it's not hard for you to be like, get over it because you don't understand how that feels. But you walk into a fucking gymnasium at a basketball mm-hmm. game and everybody like, a nigga double dribble. It was really like, it was really like some Mean Girls shit. Like that scene in Mean Girls when the burn book got printed out. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Like, it was chaos. So yeah, that's what happened. Um, Mine. It's like, oh, y'all wrong, blah, blah. Bro, who? Nobody can go have their phone released right now and nobody like be offended. Like it's always some bullshit. Right Y'all release my phone, I'm gonna simply pass away. And my it's, phone gets released. I'm there just gonna are pass so away. many. First of all, the dicks in my phone. Like, oh my goodness, and it's just it's, like my DMs. Please, Lord. Like it's just anybody's phone at any given moment is gonna be a scandal. So don't act like like the whole. I went. I go to the messiest HBCU in the world. And another point I wanted to make. I remember when y'all's porn dropped. That wasn't even at FAMU. Everybody at Savannah State linked up in our various dorms with popcorn and liquor <laughs> and everything. We watched Listen, that porn at the campus. We were such a capital of mess at HBCUs because it's like the biggest HBCU was like after the Robert Championship. It, it kind of went down with population, but it was like we were the biggest school. So it was like people all eyes on us. And you know what's also fucked up? This is totally unrelated, but it kind of goes to cancel culture too, though. 
we got exposed to that the next year a girl got exposed for sucking dick they released a video her sucking dick like she had a big position on campus they released that during like a school event and it went viral it was so humiliating it was like i wasn't even cool with That's a girl like awful. that based off like just stupid shit with like you know college shit but it was like this is so terrible i feel so bad but it's like they exposed us for some bullshit but them rapist ass niggas were still able to flourish and niggas went on to to higher education got more degrees got these good ass jobs on wall street all this other bullshit but we exposed for you know what i'm saying like how sexual agency or just talking that's shit. the patriarchy that's and what that it is, is the fucking patriarchy and i feel like that's so terrible because bitches was getting raped and assaulted by these niggas who on the set every fucking friday strolling and that shit is not cool and it's like I, I keep, I'm gonna keep on shaking the table with that because it's not fucking fair and it's not okay. And that girl did not deserve to get humiliated like that. No, seriously. And and it's like I don't want to be like weird because I hate when people who you're not cool but try to have moments with you. But I really want to like have a conversation with her. Like that shit was so fucking wrong. I know you probably took a lot of healing for that, but you didn't deserve it mm-hmm. at all. We had and a girl at Alabama State. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. We had a girl at Alabama State. Um, she was our SGA president. And somebody, like, they had, like, offices, like, in the union. And they broke into her office and, like, took a picture of one of her drawers. And it, was, it wasn't it was even, like, that deep. Like, it was some normal college student shit. She had, like, liquor in her drawer. And it was just a... People turned something that wasn't a scandal into a scandal. Oh, yeah. And that poor, and that poor girl never recovered from that. Like, she had the highest GPA on campus. She was the SGA person. I think she might have been... Y'all be using them words in your sorority. I don't know what the term is. Well, she was something was, that, she's a president. Yep. That one, she was something in her sorority, all of that stuff. And it just really, like, I think she became a more real, not real, but, like, a more grounded person become of mm-hmm. it, because of it. But it really, like, fucked her up. And that just no, really made it, me sad because she was such a, she is such a bright person. And it was just such a really ugly thing. And I, what I think is that one of the fraternities did that because they were trying oh, to unseat her. Been. Yeah, all, that's what I, I think been. happened. But when I was on campus at Alabama State, how I got canceled. So y'all remember when you used to put, put like anonymous stuff on like anonymous like dot com or whatever the fuck yeah. it was like like ass.fm like shit like that. So somebody I didn't really use on there. White people just called me a nigger. Like white people from our high school used white and they called me a nigger. Oh well, no. This was strictly like the one, like the way that it was set up was only people like from Alabama State really like talking on it for real. And so somebody had put on there that I had fucked the entire line of alphas at my school. Oh, which now, if it was now if it was it the campus, I understand. It was twenty of them. So later on in the year, rock. Rodney and I got cleared to do the writing for a show that was called Funny Bone at Alabama State. So we did a skit where basically I made fun of myself and was like, yeah, I fucked the lunch man and I fucked the janitor and I fucked the entire basketball team. And I just went on there and kind of just like made a joke of people like speaking about me that way because that's just, I don't know what, Cause I was like fucking, but I was like normal college student fucking. Like I really just wasn't yeah. out like out here wilding. And the just consensus around campus from people who wouldn't even be able to smell my draws was that I was just fucking everybody. So mm-hmm. I did that show, and the entire I was a theater major at the time. The theater department just was not speaking to me. 
just after that like in class and rehearsals any of that shit like folks are just not fucking with me not talking to me because I got on stage and I had taken charge of the little stupid ass rumor that people said about me. but you have to take charge of shit like that you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and it's funny because even with my situation we all like it was well six of us it was six of us so we all branched out and like handed our shit in a different way you know what I'm saying like one of us was trying to be Miss you, so she had to address it, whatever, whatever. And she and she ended up losing, but really wasn't about that much because bitches with no scandal lost way worse than she did in previous years. But um, but she had to like address it, but people were like, Oh, you wouldn't be a good Miss you because bad representation. Like, bitch, everybody talks shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or, like with me, that that kind of made me rebel because after that I started getting my pussy ate crazy. Like everybody was getting my, like Period. everybody was getting my pussy after that. And that's when I really got, came into, like, my whole shit. Because it's, like, I realized that people are going to talk shit about me regardless. Like, people are going to talk about me whether I'm doing good or bad. And it was just, like, I was just tired. And I did, I worked so hard to be, again, because I used to be, like, super pick me, super, like, goody two-shoes, super, like, oh, I'm not like the other girls. And I was, like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Because I worked so hard to be so perfect. But reputation just ruined. It's not sexual, but at the same time, it's, like, people think of me as a horrible person. Or whatever, and that's when I really started living my life, right? And I wish I would have had that epiphany earlier, and it, and it didn't take something as traumatic to do that. But hey, you know, some people, you know, another one of us just was graduating, so she's like, you know what, fuck y'all, I'm gonna get my degree. So it was just like, wow. you know, at the end of Coach Card, it was like, uh, when that one song plays, it's like freeze. Mel ended up, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> so like my little today. my little card was like, Mel ended up fucking with hella Greek niggas after this, and eventually lost her virginity. Finally. <laughs> He like went on to start her own blog, mm-hmm. and now she like so it it just ended up yeah we all had our own different fates from that but that shit was fucked up. How you got canceled, Lauren? Well, it is a there's a beautiful fucking rebirth that comes from any kind of traumatic thing and like getting canceled. The beautiful thing that happens is you realize you'll be okay if nobody likes you, so you don't have to do things to be liked. Mm-hmm. It's like oh I can just be me, the piece of shit. Uh, my cancellation. I mean, I get. It's, it's, I think the worst time I ever got canceled, quote unquote, was um, in the Navy. There's a whole situation that took place. Um, it was a bunch of bullshit. It was just a bunch of lies of white people manipulating the system to try to, to try to get your girl the fuck up out of here. It was a lot, a lot, a lot going on, like NCIS pressing up on me and shit like that. Shit's going crazy. Everybody on the boat is picking sides, but because it's salacious, it's like just this big thing. And I felt so alone. Like I remember, and I'm on deployment on top of that. I'm away from my family. I'm away from my kids. So I'm just stuck with these people that are just like believing this bullshit about me. Even if they're not, I'm being judged and I feel ostracized constantly. And I felt awful. Like on a daily basis, I felt so alone. I felt like the thing about a bunch of people telling you what kind of person you are or saying that you're a bad person, whatever the case may be, is at some point you start to believe it or you start to like pour into it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm, I'm on my podcast. Leave me alone. Like, you hear me talking. Sally, why are you laughing so untily? Like, you just, it's giving, it's giving Kim Whitley. Like, the way you laugh when this movement was funny as fuck. I try to ignore him three separate times, but it's like, bro, like, you hear what I'm doing? And, like, this, this, a hater is not going to keep me from nothing, whether it be a child. You're talking about one of your children? Yes, <laughs> hating on me and this podcast. Clearly, it's time to wrap this bitch up. But I, I got canceled. I bounced. Really, I bounced back because the truth prevails. Time passed. Everybody realized, you know, my character is is who I am all the time, not some bullshit somebody made up in a moment. So y'all can do what, hold my dick, and after you're done holding it, you can play. Um, 
I'd be trying just to like not hurt people's feelings. So I doubt I would get canceled unless it was some shit from my past. I did tell this girl one time that her invisible part looked like 285, and I hope that never comes back to haunt me. <laughs> was it a circle? But, uh, no, it wasn't a circle, but that's just the highway that came to my mind at the time. Um, <laughs> I ended up smacking her in the club that same night. Um, she just talked too fucking much, uh, which I is think- ironic. If I think you talk too fucking much, then you talk too fucking much, because I talk too fucking much. So the my whole cancellation. Yeah, my cancellation in the future may be coming from like something specific that I said about someone in particular. You know what I'm saying? Like I might get this view. Like, didn't you say Keanu Reeves was a bitch ass nigga? Like, damn, you see yeah, that was like So I one what I'm gonna do is I definitely have to clean my tweets, but because I talk shit about but Me that's too. really it. I'm not it's not gonna be anything about like problematic, you know what I'm saying? I may get because you know I got dragged with those Drake fans a couple weeks ago. Y'all saw that and they signed yeah. me up for like a bunch of newsletters. I hate them fucking no. kids. Because I'm a Drake fan. I just said that niggas want to say Kamala is not black, but they don't hold Drake to the same standard. Like, I'm, and I'm saying specifically the niggas who say that Kamala isn't black. I'm not saying that he's never been challenged. I'm saying that the niggas who say Kamala isn't black don't question Drake. And that was my point. And they're like, y'all, you lying. You just lying for retweets. Y'all are so fucking stupid. Blah, blah. A bunch of 15 year olds with Drake Abbey's and just like, fuck y'all. And I have my booking email in my bio on Twitter. Oh, so they no. went and signed me up for like 100, literally 100 newsletters. And I. That's funny. Here, it was, you know, it is. I mean, it's annoying, but they beat up Ryland's mom. Yeah, I could have been doxxed. I could have been, you know what I'm saying? It, it, at least it wasn't to live quality, you know what I'm saying? But it's just yeah. like, that was some Not annoying ass shit. Because fuck him. But it's just like, no, edit it out because I don't have time. <laughs> but no. No, he's just, a fucking weirdo. No, don't edit it out. The nigga's a fucking weirdo. And he needs to, very you scary. should be in the studio. And see, that's the thing when you don't mind the business that pays you and focus on your talent and what you should be doing. You shouldn't even have time to be on Twitter with this foolishness because Joe ass should be making some fucking music or helping someone else make some music. You raggedy ass, Ashy. I'm going to be honest that with you. Is, I, don't, that is that. I don't need any more songs from Talib. Um, If I get canceled, it's going to be for something I did drunk. You heard it here first. I didn't even know I did. Yeah. So yeah. that's that. Boom. I already know what it is. Y'all, they already know. The people know. So when it happens, I'll be bringing this clip the fuck back up and say, I'm sorry in advance. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, boom. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm motherfucker so, up. And I'm on a date, too. So I'm like, I'm over here trying to be with a nigga and y'all fucking teenagers is bothering me. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> my phone is lighting up. Like, is it work? What do you, what do you want? What? This email. What do you want? So, this cute, this super cute, young cute, I didn't even know he was young, called me an old bitch on Twitter the other day. I didn't even know I was old. Uh, he retweeted something about being Sagittarius. I went and looked at his bio. I said, we got the same birthday. He said, how old are you? I said, I'm about to be 28. He was like, oh, you big grown. I'm like, bitch, don't be fucking doing me like that. Talking about I'm big grown. You look Not big grown. Ass, nigga, fuck you. You look you big was- grown. You young ass nigga. The I'm fuck? realizing that I'm old as fuck. Like, it's just like, damn. I'm we are, and I'm sleepy. Yeah. So oh, I love yeah, y'all. Bitch, I love this. Wait, wait, Lauren. I wanted to fuck your fuck your night up a little bit. You turn thirty next month. Literally. Wow. Like it's oh, fucking up old, my. It's fucking old my bitch. brain. You are an old bitch. I just want to. Lauren trying to get yeah. rid of us. She don't want to talk to us no more. You see, Lauren keep trying to hang up on us. Lauren yeah. is sleepy. I didn't go to sleep. Okay, so I finally took the locks on my head, as you guys can see. My hair started to lock inside some of those. I was up until I saw you tweeting about being up because I was still up, needling through locks, crying. Two of them, I was like, you know what? I'm out of box. I just pulled them. 
I'm not gonna hold y'all. I was like, I don't have any more Tangler. I'm crying. It's it's dry. I'm panicking. I have a hair appointment in a few hours. So I was just up doing that all night. So now I'm emotionally stressed because I was like, I was gonna shave my head last night. That is unfortunate, Brittany. I'm so sorry that you had to go That's exactly that. where I was at. If I would have had a fucking <laughs> umbrella, oh, it would have went up. <laughs> But okay, y'all make sure y'all tweeting shit. Um, it's gonna be great. Hey, let me let me tell y'all something. Listening to this podcast, tweet the fucking tweets and write the fucking letters. I don't understand what the difficulty is. Jokes on, 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 jokes on